Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. At Jerry University, we've been empowering students to pursue their goals for over 130 years. From innovative degree programs and helpful tools to campus locations focused on creating community for international students, we can help you find your way forward. We even offer international students 25% off tuition on select degree programs. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Mental health issue a lot in this country. Yeah. We don't even care about it. Like, uh-uh, you fell down. Stand up. Stop being silly. We have a system of shame. When people japa and they don't make enough money, they come back home and people are laughing at them. When people go through stuff, they come. And so they hide that shame. So there is already that system. We have so many things we need to change. It is not just the government. It is us, each and every one of us. How Our mindsets. There is pride when a child goes abroad and then he's sending money home to build houses and all. So there is that shame. I'm coming back home. I'm going to hide myself, you know. Even here, let's forget about people that go abroad. Even here, right, you would see, you would see someone riding a big car and you see someone checking and he toasts you. Would you agree? With the pet, you wouldn't because there's already that ingrained in us from when we were little. Girls are raised to be a competition with each other, you know. So it is, it's, it's a hard topic, but yes, mm. the shame is there. It is in family, it is in every system, every unit from the family. So if we're going to build confidence, it has to start from the family. So we're going to change that with this generation. All right. Yeah. Oh, we've never had clapping mid debate before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, and as Dr. Fowler says something, I want you to think about solutions, right? I completely agree with what she said. You understand? Having the, the shame is not just only about if you leave and you're forced to come back. If you fail in Nigeria too, you will hide yourself. Yes. So nobody wants to fail. There's also the, the issue of the, the, the glamour. You mentioned why don't people go to other African countries? It's true. Everybody wants to be with white people. I don't know why. I don't understand it. But I would say this lastly, right? If you want to move, you move a purpose. You have a skill. You have a reason. You know your plan. You know what you're going to do. And you have to come back for sure. You understand? Don't leave people. A lot of people, and it's true, there are more people living without a plan, without a purpose, more than that those living with purposes. Okay. So, at the beginning of this debate, uh, there was a question of whether you believe and trust that what the government is doing right now is enough to secure your future because that's really what you're fighting for. Uh, and I want to see, do any, how many people would rather stay today? How many people will say, I'm going to be Nigeria, come what may? Okay. <laughs> We're not going to have manipulation of the election here. All right. And, okay. And let's see how many people would still want to japa. Okay. I think we're almost split down the middle. So the question is, how do we make sure that not that people don't leave? There's nothing intrinsically wrong with people wanting to emigrate and leave, but that people want to come back and build this country. How does that happen? Any ideas? Um, first, I think it's very important that we look within, like we've been talking about purpose. 
I think it's also very key that we need to be honest with ourselves and do research. I know many people are speaking from a point of frustration and anger, but we can even look at this current um, you know, administration from states to the federal government. There's so many more young people, so many more technocrats, educated people who deserve to be in their positions that are actually getting positions this time around, different than what we have possibly seen in the past. So I want people to realize that we do have some of the infrastructure that we want, but because we speak from a point of anger, that we kind of just dismiss things. So we have to absolutely look within. And most importantly, again, we need to run for public office. Okay, let me hear from young, one of the young people who said that they would want to stay. Would you like to speak to me? Okay. Um, what do you think it would take for you to say that I'm never going to leave Nigeria or even if I do, I'd really want to come back and settle here? Nobody here talks about Nigeria's educational system, which is like really terrible. I'm currently in 311. and I've seen people like constantly not attend classes. But those of us that are like always reading at nights, like steady classes... We don't get that score. And people that don't attend the class, they just pay the lecturers or something, and they pass. So even that is, is really discouraging for me to, like, okay, I want to stay in Nigeria and, like, learn. Because even if I work hard, get the degree, get my first class, everything, if I don't have the right connection, if I don't have the money, getting a job is, like, really difficult. So you, you don't see any way that, you know, your stance on Japa is going to change? No, it's not going to change. home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. This is Election Brief with me, Aisha Ibrahim. For the next half hour, we have updates on the most trending political stories in the country. Election Headquarters is brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Election Headquarters for an informed electorate. Please do stay. begin with the Center for Democratic Development that has expressed concerns over the economic ideas proposed by the two major political parties going into the 2024 general elections. A recent analysis by the CDD suggests that these ideas may struggle to produce desired outcomes, especially in the face of current governance challenges. We can now go on Zoom and speak to political scientists and governance expert. He's also a fellow of CDD Ghana, Dr. John Ose Kwapon, for more on this. Grateful for your time, Mr. Kwapon. Share with us the details that has uh, informed this assertion by your outfit. Okay, good afternoon. And if I may make one quick correction. Um, so, the reference uh, being made to uh, is an opinion piece that I wrote in the Daily Graphic and for the CDD Ghana blog uh, that I shared with uh, one of your journalists today. So it's actually um, an opinion piece I wrote based on my analysis of the most recent um, performance of Ghana on the Democracy Index right. by the Economic Intelligence Unit, right. in which I make the argument that 
because of the signals that the uh, the report is show uh, you know my analysis is showing in terms of some of the challenges that we are facing with our democracy that for me we would also our two main parties especially would have to make part of their campaign the issue of governance and the quality of our democracy because in the context of weak governance um, and weak institutions the best economic ideas and the best economic programs would still face some challenges and still not yield the desired results. Mm. What, what are the substantive ideas you believe will be the game changer? Right. So, I mean, if you, so for example, on the NDC side, the former president has been talking about uh, the 24 hour economy, the structure of incentives that will be offered to the private sector to get them to partner and participate uh, in a 24-hour economy. Um, I've expressed the opinion that if you look at how much Ghanaians rate the importance of job creation and their dissatisfaction with job creation over the nine rounds of Afrobarometer, then it is an idea worth considering. Right, so those uh, economic challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. But then also, then on the MPP side, you hear Dr. Baumia also talk about, um, you know, the partnerships with the private sector, the offering of incentives to get our economies by energies going and creating jobs through digitalization. Uh, so again, those for me are ideas worthy of debate as we, you know, the campaigns heat up. But I, I keep saying that once we've we, fo- we can't focus exclusively on the economic issues without also addressing some of the substantive governance and quality of democracy issues that we are facing. Mm. Let's look at your observations so far. Do you think the campaign messages uh, from both major uh, flag bearers for the major political parties resonate with the electorates, especially in terms of the economy? I believe so. I mean, the 24-hour economy and how much the NDC is pushing that message, I believe, is really resonating. I mean, Dr. Baumia made reference to uh, we can do this 24 hours already about 15 times in the speech, which means that it is also gaining attention of their main political rivals. On the other hand, he has also put out his own ideas around the things you can do about removing certain taxes, um, how you construct roads and bridges, how you um, engage the private sector to be more uh, involved. And so, again, I see also that message resonating with a section of the Ghanaian uh, society. But ultimately, I think what this election will boil down to beyond the economic messages and programs and other promises that the two main candidates offer, for me, it will boil down to which of the two candidates do you trust to be able to deliver? And I think that is will be one key aspect of um, of the decision-making uh, calculus of, of Ghanaian. What should be the key uh, measuring tool in uh, detecting who, which of the candidates you should trust? Um, I think voters would have to look would have to go back and look at, you know, um, the records of the candidates uh, while in office, uh, the arguments they have, you know, they have made, um, the evidence we have seen of some of those arguments. Um, and then if you look at their pedigree, uh, look at their timing, both of them have had time in office. Yes, one as president, one as vice president. But I think if you look at 
how they have conducted themselves in public office. Um, it's one of the things that you can look at and say, I can trust person A better or I can trust person B better to deliver on these things. And I think that would be very, very important. Dr. John Osai Kwapon, grateful for your time. He's a political scientist and a CDD fellow in governance. Let's get on to other stories. The flag bearer of the National Democratic Congress, John Dramani Mahama, is scheduled to lead a national policy dialogue to fine-tune his campaign promise of a 24-hour economy. A press statement indicates party leadership and the NDC Social Democracy Lab, a policy think tank, will be key participants in the dialogue scheduled for Thursday and Friday. Details of the implementation of a 24-hour economy seeking to create job opportunities for the youth are yet to be made public. Nanoye Bampo Ado is one of the people leading the dialogue, and she joins us via Zoom. I'm happy to see you. It's been a while. How are you doing? Kindly unmute for me. Kindly unmute Hello. for me. Great. Great, I can hear you. So the deliberation on policies is coming ahead of the completion of the building Ghana tour, which will inform policies, correct? Hello, Nana. Nana, I think your hand pressed the thing again. Can you unmute for me? Can you hear me now? Yes, loud and clear. Go ahead. You can hear me. Great. Great. Yes, so... Flag bearer John Dramani Mahama went on a listening Ghana tour, engaged with stakeholders, including organized labor, artisans, tertiary students, and sought from and elicited from them their proposals, the challenges they are going through, and also recommendations for um, the next um, government. So we've collated all these recommendations and proposals and over the past two and a half years we've had um, a lot of uh, consultation and we've done a lot of work and we have come up with proposals for the various relevant sectors of our economy and also for purposes of our social development as a country so over the past two um, over the next day what our flag bearer is doing is engaging with 200 stakeholders, members from the party structures, members who belong to the social think tank, and also ranking members in parliament and our minority caucus and our leadership in parliament. And what we're doing is that we are distilling and teasing out priority proposals to communicate to Ghanaians during this 2024 national elections slated for the 7th of December 2024. So aside the much talked about 24-hour economy, what other specifics will be considered? We are looking at a minimum of 25 sectors, three broad thematic areas. So we're looking at governance. We're looking at policy proposals for security and intelligence, for local government, for justice delivery in Ghana, and also for governance generally. 
Then the, the second pillar is human development. So we're looking at proposals for health, proposals for jobs, because, you know, according to the population census of 2020, 1.6 million Ghanaians are unemployed. And so we're looking at job creation directly linked with the 24-hour economy. We are also looking at health. We're looking also at uh, finance and economy. We're looking at infrastructure because we have quite a number of abandoned projects. We're looking at the economy. We're looking at how we can revamp indigenous uh, banking, uh, indigenous banking sector. Looking at agri and agribusiness, there's a lot happening in the cocoa sector. It's collapsed. PBC um, has is more or less been sold off, and so we're looking at all these sectors. ICT communications. What opportunities um, do they offer? And even the issue of climate change, natural resources. What are our policy proposals for that? Looking at sports, not just as entertainment, but as a business. And critically, the youth majority of our population in terms of adults in Ghana. A lot of them are unemployed. We have tertiary students who are unemployed. What do we do with the youth? What policy proposals do we have for the youth? And what are the cross-cutting issues across sectors, across health, across education, free SHS? What is our position of free SHS? So these are the many issues that we are deliberating on presently in the Eastern region. Well, the dialogue we know started today and it's expected to end tomorrow. Uh, what should be the expectations uh, from the deliberations in terms of outcome? Hello, Hello. Nana. If I had the expectation. Yes, what yes. should the public what, expect from uh, the... What should Ghanaians expect? Yes. We want to create and come up with proposals that will solve the problems Ghana is currently facing in terms of our economy, the collapse of our economy. We want to come up with solutions, proposals for solutions and recommendations that will address our socioeconomic circumstances. And may I add our dire and sorry state our socioeconomics, and then also we want to see how we can address the state capture. Presently, we have a state capture by the MPP. How do we confront and address state capture by MPP? So we're looking at optimizing and distilling priority proposals, policy proposals that will rebuild Ghana, that will ensure that we have a lean, efficient, corrupt-free um, government come January 2025. So the messages we're going to sell to the youth of Ghana, the messages we're going to sell serve to Ghanaians on how we'll solve um, the economic challenges and the high cost of living that we're going through now. So this is what we're looking at. Nanoe Bampoado, grateful for your time. We'll be monitoring this dialogue and also be asking questions 
uh, of what uh, the outcomes will become. Nanoye Bampo Ado, she is one of the leads of a national policy dialogue of the NDC. From the NDC, let's go to the NPP because in a strategic move gearing up for the upcoming 2024 general elections, the new patriotic party has made a significant appointment within its ranks. The manifesto committee chaired by Oseche Mensabunsu comprises a diverse array of individuals across various sectors. The announcement came as part of a comprehensive effort by the party's flag bearer, Dr. Baumia, to ensure a robust and well-articulated manifesto for the impending electoral contest. Let's take a look at who and who made the list. And right there, coming up on your screen... S. Oseche Mensa Bonsu, who's supposed to be chairman of that committee, Kujopon Kruma, vice chairman, and Evren Hughes is supposed to be secretary of that manifesto committee. We also have Professor Kwekwa Piedu, who is coordinator, Dr. Isaac Owusu Mensa, uh, coordinator. If you're a political watcher, you, you, you know that Dr. Isaac Owusu Mensa has been in the scene for quite some time, conducting a lot of research on uh, political activities. Others uh, who are part of the subcommittee chairs, Dr. Sibe Boa, he is uh, to chair the uh, subcommittee on economy, Tony Otin, JC on trade and industry, Kwejo Nsafuapoku, uh, energy and petroleum, William Opon Bill, agriculture, Dr. Augustin Blay, com- communication and digitalization, and a host of Others, um, including uh, Hamid, Dr. Prince Hamid, who would also be on education. We've heard names of uh, the host of them, Dr. Gideon Boako, will be on the minerals and natural resources team. Dr. Emmanuel Mafo, science and technology, Maxwell Opokwajeman, legal and governance. Justine Amarigold, Local Governance, Kwabne Japan Housing Infrastructure. And there's more. Hassan Tampoli is with Transport. Edward Asumeni, Security. Michael Okwe, Jr., Foreign Affairs. Asamoa Jan, Youth and Sports. Juliet Asante, Tourism and Culture. And those are the names. You have Amasewa Agenda. Kofi Jamesi, Chieftaincy in Religious Affairs. Dr. Uefriye Health and Dr. Prince Ama Education. So what do these people bring on the table? I've been joined by Deputy Head of the Political Desk here at Joy News, Winston Amua. Winston, let's start with the Chairman and his Deputy, Oseche Mensabonsu and Kujo Ponkroma. Well, so you're taking Oseche Mensabonsu, you're looking at the well, former majority leader in Parliament. He's also been a minority leader. He's... Um, by training Winston Amwa is the deputy head of the political desk here at Joy News and uh, he he was just making a point there seemed to be a terrible connection we'll try and get him back on but you see these two Chairman and Deputy uh, Chairman, uh, Kojo Ponkroma has recently been reshuffled from Information Minister. He now goes uh, to head the Works and Housing Ministry. Oseche Mensabonso has been Majority Leader for over 12 years in Parliament. You just heard yesterday that he resigned 
from that position. Many say it's because he he is going to head this manifesto committee. That's the reason he's been changed. Winston Amwa has joined me again. Winston, uh, we lost you there. Make your point. I was telling you that Mosaito um, Mensabonso, having been in Parliament for uh, you know the past twenty seven years, going into his twenty eighth year, he's a man who dealt with a lot of issues. Okay. Now, at the forefront of it, he's been uh, at the leadership since uh, 2001. And so, this is a man who actually knows the parliament. And this is a man who's actually dealt with a lot of bills. In fact, if you look at um, the Petroleum Revenue Management Act, for instance, at the time of the and Sabons, we alone had over 100 amendments. He's a man who's gone through lots of documents and so understands where we find ourselves as a people. Now, you cannot lead government business without having a lot of expertise. And so, I think that in choosing a secretary mentor, you're choosing somebody who comes on board with lots of expertise. If, I mean, apart from his formal education where he was trained in planning, he's, a, he's been a businessman, he's a, you know, operated from Swami Magazine, for instance. And so if you want a man who can actually appeal to a majority of Ghanaians and those who are engaged in business, those who are engaged in retail, those who are engaged in spare parts, and you saw the uh, NPP government, for, uh, you saw Dr. Banya, for instance, in indicating his vision, Telling you about what he intends to do for spare parts dealers, what I mean by way of a flat rate for a container. All of these things, if you put them together, areas that you expect for state chairman to come and influence. Of course, he's going to be the chairman. There are other members in the committee, and I'm sure we'll talk about them shortly. They also come on board with a lot of um, expertise. Kujo Ponkoma is vice chairman, and Kujo Ponkoma, apart from being um, you know a broadcaster, is also a lawyer. He's also a marketing professional. He's also an accountant. And so he comes on board also with all of these expertise and also being a member of parliament. The good thing about being a member of parliament, particularly if you partake in the dealings of parliament, is that you have a man who sees lots of documents, you have a man who deals with people, and you have a man who can actually identify with the needs of the people, Aisha. You, you have people like Dr. Otin JC. We all know he's a guru in what he does. That's the, the natural resources, mine. Uh, he used to be former uh, Chamber of uh, Mines um, uh, boss. Uh, you have Gideon Boako, who's been spokesperson for Dr. Baumia over the period. Uh, you have uh, people like Asamoah Jan. If you talk about sports, you know that he's paid his dues. I mean... All of these people, what do you, I mean? What 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 do they bring? Well, you talked about Dr. Tingjesi and Dr. Tingjesi having been AGI president. Now, Dr. Tingjesi, um, you know, last year we played, uh, you know, a, uh, a lecture from him. We said that was one of the best speeches of 2023 uh, when he spoke about, you know, Ghana's natural resource area. And so he, I mean, he's, um, he owns a cable company, and we know what that means for us. And so, if you bring him in, for instance. Uh, Dr. Otinjiti, you're bringing in a man who understands industry and a man who understands trade. So you can actually see, what I'm beginning to see, what you can read from all of this is that, so I, I use, for instance, Julieta Santi. Julieta Santi, who is uh, currently, uh, I think, the National Film Authority, the National Film Authority. Now, Julieta Santi is supposed to be in charge of the creative arts. You have a Samadhan who is supposed to be in charge of sports. I get to a Samadhan, but I just use these three and other sectors. And we have Makati Beyabwa, who is supposed to be in the economy. What you can deduce from all of this is that the NPP in announcing their team have decided to put in place persons who have expertise in the various sectors, persons who are players in the various sectors. And having 
uh, been placed in the various sectors, a better place to understand the needs of the sector and will be better place to profit solutions, will be better place to engage the sector players because once you're within a sector, one, you know the need, and also your colleagues will be able to engage you because you also will be proffering solutions here and the things that you believe should be done for you. For instance, Dr. Marcus Ibeyabwa has been uh, chairman of the Finance Committee in Parliament. Dr. Marcus Ibeyabwa is uh, a finance person. He would be better placed to actually tell what should be done in the Ghanaian economy. He's a researcher. He's been a lecturer before. And so he's somebody who would be able to uh, you know, look at our current economic situation. In fact, there are a lot of people who expected him to be made finance minister following, uh, you know, the uh, reshuffling of Ken Ufuriata, for instance. Then you look at the Asamoah situation because it's one of the situations a lot of people have talked about. Yes. What is sports in Ghana? Sports in Ghana is mostly been seen as football, which is wrong. And so in Asamoah a former Black Stars player, you want him to come on board, yes, because today people are talking about it. Black stars, people are talking about our performances at the African, uh, you know, competitions. You want someone to come on board and say, this is how we intend to achieve it. But the challenge, however, is that sports should not only be about football. And so what else would Asamoah bring on board? Of course, he's going to be the chairperson of the subcommittee. I'm sure there'll be other members there who will come in with diverse backgrounds. We don't know those members yet. And I also think that there will be engagement but of course, even having a Samoan also does another thing which many of us are not looking at. So in bringing uh, the former captain of the Black Stars, uh, hate him or love him, but um, you know, he's the leading goal scorer, he's the record goal scorer for Ghana, he's the record, uh, you know, goal scorer when it comes to um, African, uh, Africa at the World Cup. So he's somebody who also comes in with a lot of likability, even though some people would disagree. But of course, that face in itself tells you of you know, a path that is looking at shaping or transforming one of the most important sectors of our sport, that's football. Listen, there are some two key people, I mean, who themselves contested Dr. Baumia. I'm talking about engineer Kwabine Japon and Kwejon Safuapoku. Now, uh, well, Kwejon didn't get there not to actually get there, but of course, uh, uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, 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 Abna Ejapon, he contested him, and they're all finding themselves on this committee. I mean, if, if, if you look at um, the Kojon Safwa, Kojopo, uh, uh, you know, association, for instance, I say you speak to him all the time, don't you, when it comes to issues of energy. And so if you speak to him on issues of energy, if you listen to him and you want solutions to the problems we have within an energy sector, then I think it will be important to have such a person joining your team. And as I indicated earlier, this is only a way of showing that for the persons that you believe have solutions to our problems, let them come and tell us how we can solve those problems. And one of those persons within the media space, for instance, is Kuchupoku. And so I am not surprised. I'm sure the surprise for many people would actually be that why don't you have, you know, um, the uh, current energy minister or any of his deputies on, but you ask a similar question and say, how many ministers do you have on? Somebody would argue, oh, but you see how some temple yes, but how many ministers do you have on? You see... Uh, Marigold, who's supposed to be in charge of local government, who's uh, currently a regional minister. But hey, if you want to look at energy and energy issues, one of the voices you hear consistently is Kuchopoku. And so I don't see anything wrong with having Kuchopoku on, you know, um, such a committee. Winston Amwa is deputy uh, head of the Joy News political desk, and we've been making some analysis. There's more of those 
that analysis on myjohnline.com. You can log on and see more for yourself. And to the Ghana Police Service, it is assuring Ghanaians of a peaceful election come December 7. In a speech read on his behalf at the passing our ceremony of 187 police recruits at the Ahafo Kenya Asti Police Training School, the Inspector General of Police, George Akufo-Dampari, said the police service, with the support of other security services, such as the military, fire, migration, uh, fire, immigration, prisons, among others, will ensure a safe environment before, during, and after the election. COP NSOUSU, Director General of Technical, spoke on behalf of the IGP. We would like to assure members of the public that the police service, with the support of assistant security services, are putting adequate measures in place to provide a secured environment for the general and parliamentary elections to take place without any security breaches. Advance, you should know that you are passing out at a time that Ghana will be organizing general elections at the end of the year. Hence the need to caution you that in order to live up to the public trust and expectation, you must enforce the security laws governing the elections fairly with utmost respect for citizens' human rights. at Aveno Railway in Accra say they are disappointed by the performance of the Akufo-Adobaumia administration. Hence, they, they will consider other alternatives in the 2024 elections. Others, however, believe the government's flagship free SHS policy is enough reason to retain the NPP. Yeah. Musum blem will be your mama penna head a channel or no man be be above form two thousand twelve one two. I roll your net a thousand two thousand two thousand two nana. They say royal cobus a royal a cobet ten thousand. So what I say, what toy we are in Pokrano? I finna near my kitty kitty be on nana. Yes, Remo MPP, yes, Remo Abai, yes, Remo Montetania Maso. Near see you to no sentiment toby. It's a moon be a juma my yen yet. Yes, 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 you man, so are London, so I raise say, raise say, they say, I buy no one, you be beyond from a better you to the same one to it. And I do, I be why, why, be pa, why be the answer, young tea and infant, baby, will be will be a honoma now for we need Sikakra or the day or the coach and the bus school fees. Fred Kishia ba Fred Kishia ba a money puppy bray at my day every every SHS. Because first, I had Dean, I had Dean say SHS Ubeko. And he said, Nipa, you power ni trim, and Nipa or general my home, it's me yet, sadly, we had a many pa. I said, What you say, Nipa, I don't pay the Ewan trim. And that's your election brief on a Joy News election headquarters for uninformed electorates. Do enjoy the rest of our programs.
recent survey by Old Mutual indicated that 86% of Ghanaian workers are currently unhappy with their financial standing. We are here to interact with actual workers to understand the situation on the ground. This is a citizen's microphone, and so I'm joined by workers here at Trade Union, uh, Trade Union Congress, various departments, various backgrounds and insights to tell us what the situation really is. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for this conversation. So we are talking about the economy of Ghana. How are your financials as we speak in this economy? Do you want to go first? Thank you very much. My name is Isaac Mensah, Head of Administration of Health Services Workers Union. As you've already said, our finances are so bad and for me, one particular issue that I want to mention would be taxation as a salary earner. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.